Welcome to the Ignition Point Podcast. This is where, from time to time, Jeremiah and I get to share what's on our hearts with all of you. So thanks for logging in, and we hope you enjoy it. Hey, everybody. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Courtney. And this is the Ignition Point Podcast. This month, we're going to be talking about the subject of empathy. But before we do, Merry Christmas. And Happy New Year. We hope you enjoyed your holiday as much as we did. We actually spent Christmas here at home and then went as a family to the mountains for a week and celebrated our New Year there. It was so wonderful. And that time of year is always such a time that everyone's kind of looking ahead, you know, thinking yeah. into 2018 and planning, setting goals. But for us, as we spearhead Ignition Point, it's that time to refocus on the mission. Like, are we doing what we feel like we've been called to do? And our mission is in every way that we can to communicate this message, that passionate relationship with Jesus, combined with fearlessly pursuing God-given purpose, changes the world. And we do that using every avenue we can think of. We use videos. One of the ways we do is with the beautiful community, which is kind of our outreach to women that I do with my good friend, Jalon Martz. And we're always releasing these short videos. They're never very long. We have a new series that just started for the month of January and they come out every Wednesday just to encourage women, just to give you a little something that might build you up that day and help you to draw closer to the Lord and help you to, to more strongly pursue your future. And so if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, then every Wednesday you'll get an email saying, hey, there's a new beautiful community video up. And speaking of emails, (laughs) for those of you who aren't subscribed to our our newsletters and our mailing list, if you just go to theignitionpoint.org and subscribe on the homepage, every Monday we put out a short and succinct but extremely powerful, in my opinion, I've only written a couple of them, so I'm really tooting Jeremiah's horn but (laughs) email he's been writing these amazing emails and I can say that because I have gotten crazy feedback from friends and people that we know that are like man I've been loving those emails you've been putting out on Mondays and they're like I said they're just a few paragraphs long but they they pack a punch so use it for your Monday devotional and your Wednesday devotional that's why we're putting it out as a way to build you up but you won't get it if you don't subscribe to the channel and to the newsletter so be sure to do that I also just released something kind of unique, something that I've never done before. A little while ago, I did a study on peace. That was kind of like an essay or a blog or something. I turned it into an email, and then I thought, I'm going to make like a spoken word video of this message. So that's exactly what I did. I recorded the message. It's three minutes long, and it's got some really beautiful footage behind it, but it's a mini message on the subject of peace. So if you need more peace or you want to understand how to achieve that peace that passes understanding, go check it out. It's on my YouTube channel right now, youtube.com backslash Jeremiah Bowser. But also think of someone that you know stressed out <laughs> and forward it to them. Seriously. I, I literally, the other day when I was driving, I put it on while I was driving just to like wash over me and refocus me. Oh, were you stressed out? I felt a little stressed. Yeah. <laughs> but we've enjoyed this time of, of kind of thinking ahead for 2018 and imagining and, you know, asking the Lord where he wants us to go this year. What nations does he want us to have our footprints in? Yeah. So after the break, we'll talk a little bit more about that in our what's inspiring us section.
So as I said before, we've been thinking a lot about the nations and the footprint that the Lord would have us make in the nations this year. And a couple of days ago, I ran across this album by a young worship leader named Lindy Conant and her band, The Circuit Riders. Lindy was actually the special guest worship leader at the Bethel Worship Night here in Jacksonville yeah. a couple of weeks ago. And when she took the stage, we we're like, who is that? And then she started singing one of her songs. We we're like, what is that? So I looked it up on Spotify and just found this, a most, this most amazing album called Every Nation. And every song on that album was resonating with us. It's so cool. It's like the whole thing was recorded for missions or something. Right. And so we just immediately started listening through it over and over again. And there's this one song, who will, just over and over, she's singing, who will go, who will go. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we listened to it all the way down to the Overland Missions Conference not long ago. We've been in relationship with Overland Missions for a couple decades now, yeah. good friends with their directors. And we love this organization. We love these people. They are passionate. They will go anywhere to reach people with the gospel. They train to do just that. And every time that we're with them and we see them overseas as well and partner with them in different project over different projects overseas but this conference every january is such a powerful time because everyone comes together it's like a shot in the arm yeah. and for me it's always that reminder like it doesn't have to look a certain way you don't have to fit the stereotype or the box it's okay to be an american mother and take your children all over the world to places that maybe other people wouldn't take them to I mean, it just kind of breaks the boxes in the molds, you know, and that's always really healthy for me to see other people living that way. And I love all the accents that you get to hear when you're at a conference like that as it's well. It's true. You hear English accents, Portuguese accents, British accents, Irish accents, uh, Dutch accents, Zambian, Zambian accents, <laughs> all these accents that just remind us of why it is that we love the nations and the sound of the nations. So we want you to be inspired by the sound of the nations as well. So this month, our giveaway to somebody subscribed to our email list is going to be that album, Every Nation by Lindy Connett and the Circuit Riders. We'll give one of you a free iTunes download of that entire album. So make sure you're eligible for it by subscribing to our email list. Not only will you receive those Monday morning encouragements, yeah. but you'll also be eligible for this giveaway and all of our future giveaways because we like to give you the things that we like as well. So after the break, we'll come back with our message on empathy. to work. 
to worship you with their lives. Find me. Has anybody ever suggested that you put yourself in someone else's shoes? Or have you heard the quote, before you criticize someone, walk a mile in their shoes? Or even the joke, before you criticize someone, walk a mile in their shoes so you'll be a mile away from them. (laughs) Those quotes aren't describing pity, compassion, or sympathy, which are all feelings that we as believers are conditioned to be well acquainted with, but they're describing empathy. And empathy is defined as the psychological identification with or vicarious experiencing of the feelings, thoughts, or attitudes of another. It involves shared perspective, shared emotions, and it's the power of understanding and imaginatively entering into another person's feelings. Powerful. Yeah. So as we were researching empathy this month, we came across this poem, amazing poem, by a lady named Mary Lathrop. Yeah, Mary Lathrop lived in the late 1800s, like between 1850 and 1895. And she was a public school teacher. She was a suffragist activist. She fought for the rights of women. She fought for the rights of minority groups, period. But what she was actually most well known for was she was a member of the Methodist Episcopalian Church back then and ordained preacher. And supposedly she was quite a fiery woman preacher. I would have loved to have heard her speak. Mm -hmm. But she wrote a poem in the last year of her life, or so they say that she wrote it in this last year of her life. And I've picked a few stanzas to share with you. It's longer than this, so go look it up and read the entire thing. It's so good. But here are a few that we just wanted to read to you. The name of the poem is Judge Softly. Pray, don't find fault with the man that limps or stumbles along the road, unless you have worn the moccasins he wears or stumbled beneath the same load. There may be tears in his souls that hurt, though hidden away from view. The burden he bears placed on your back may cause you to stumble and fall too. Don't sneer at the man who is down today, unless you have felt the same blow that caused his fall, or felt the shame that only the fallen know. Just walk a mile in his moccasins before you abuse, criticize, and accuse. If just for one hour you could find a way to see through his eyes instead of your own muse. Remember to walk a mile in his moccasins, and remember the lessons of humanity taught to you by your elders. We will forever be known by the tracks we leave in other people's lives, our kindnesses and generosity. That's so good. So good. It's so different than what we experience in our world today. You know, today it's completely acceptable that before anything else, we consider how we feel, how we are affected, and what's best for us. But what Mary Lathrop was saying in that poem, it's very similar to what Paul was teaching the church in Philippi. In Philippians 2, 3 through 4, he says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. But we don't see that very often in our world today. You know, with the reach of media and the speed of technology, you can have pity without proximity compassion without true connection, and sympathy without sacrifice. But empathy requires something much deeper, a much deeper consideration of the situation of someone else. It involves putting yourself in their experience and then responding from that point of view. You can see some really clear examples of this on the mission field because I think missionaries tend to have to learn 
to be empathetic probably a little bit more quickly than we do in our normal lives. Well, at least the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I remember a couple of years ago on one of our early trips to Uganda, we were there at the same time that another short-term team was there from America. And I remember we were walking through this village and had been invited by the local pastor there into his home for a meal. And it was a big group of us. Yeah. And that pastor and his wife prepared a lot of food. And I know what that means. I mean, that is the food for their week. They had prepared it all for us. They were wearing their nicest clothes. They were hosting this team, and it was an honor for them. And a huge sacrifice. A huge sacrifice. So I remember they invited us all in, but there was this one couple, an older couple from America, and it was probably their first missions experience ever. And they looked petrified. And they were like, how can we be sure this food has been prepared to American standards? And we all looked at them like, are you joking? Yeah, we don't think we can eat this because it's not up to the quality that we're accustomed to. So we're going to wait outside while you guys eat. And I could just see the the couple that had invited us into their home were a little crestfallen because they didn't quite understand what was going on. So we all sat around eating their food, eating our fill (laughs) more than we wanted. (laughs) We got double portions. I remember (laughs) it clearly. But assuring that couple that had that was hosting us that everything was okay everything's fine we're honored to be here because when you don't put yourself in the shoes of someone else what you can lose is relationship right that's what's at stake in an example like this i remember another time my friend tyler and i were in another rural area of uganda at a church and we had just finished the church service and the leadership invited us down to their little village home where there was somebody dying in one room who they wanted us to pray for and then they also wanted to feed us so we went there and we prayed for the old lady that was that was near death. And then we went right into the other room and sat down to eat. And they set this stew in front of us, a soup that didn't look very good. But we're there. We're their guest. And the last thing we're going to do is lose relationship because we have an inability to put ourselves in their shoes and realize that this is an incredible honor. They're trying to bless us. And the thing is, even with the first story you told, like it was fear, right? There was fear keeping that American couple from eating the food, like maybe this is going to make me sick or I'll get an amoeba or something in my gut, whatever it might be. But the beauty (laughs) of empathy is it, it helps you to overcome your fear because the understanding of what that other person has sacrificed, the understanding through relationship of what they're trying to honor you with helps you to get beyond yourself and only being able to see things from your point of view is like what you're saying, where they could have like overcome their fear in that situation, honored that couple and also built their faith tremendously when they had seen like, Hey, we didn't get sick. We survived. Like we can do this, you know, that's true. So Tyler and I built our faith that day (laughs) and and Tyler looked at me and he said, do you like anchovies? And I was like, uh, not particularly. He says, well, don't ladle down to the bottom of the soup because he had gone all the way down to the bottom and filled his bowl with anchovies. So I didn't ladle all the way down to the bottom and I ate my fill of this soup and we really had a great afternoon with his family there and built relationship, relationship that still lasts there today. And that's the thing. Relationships can be made or broken based on empathy. Yeah. It's, it's the same even in marriage. We could have a small disagreement that will then explode into a full-blown yeah. argument if we don't make the effort to try to put ourselves in each other's shoes, to try to understand from someone else's perspective what's happening. I may have just had a horrible day, and I come home, and then we have a disagreement. If Courtney doesn't understand or think maybe that I've had a horrible day, 
man, that could be the end of the night. Like, why is he being such a jerk? (laughs) Right. Or if we have another argument and I realize, man, Courtney's just hungry. She needs some protein. And then I give her a piece of cheese and we're happily married again. (laughs) It's marriage 101. Just feed your wife cheese and it'll be fine. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But it's the same with parenting. I do this with the boys all the time because I homeschool our boys. And there are days where maybe one of my kids starts flipping out and I just want to like smack him upside the head. And I stop for a minute and I'm like, oh, he feels like a total failure because he didn't know this Matt. You know, it's just yeah. putting yourself in their perspective for a minute and you can find compassion. So the point is empathy is selflessness and selflessness can sting. Doing the right thing isn't always the easiest, most profitable or most comfortable thing. In fact, it could result in you losing yeah. a lot of times coming out on the bad end of the deal, but it is the most Christ-like. And another thing, at least for me, that empathy does is it exposes the judgments in our heart. Mm, We all have them. (laughs) There's a lot of scriptures about them. I know for me, when I was much younger, I didn't understand depression. I didn't understand people that struggle with depression. And honestly, I wouldn't have been able to verbalize this at the time. It was more subconscious. But I kind of disdained people that were always battling depression. I'm like, you're just weak. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get yourself together which was fine until I had to battle depression myself. And then the very thing that I had judged and looked down upon, I became. And suddenly I was the one struggling just to get to the end of each and every day. And now having walked through that journey, oh my gosh, like I have so much compassion and empathy and my heart hurts with someone that I know is battling depression because I've walked in those shoes. And before, because I had never experienced it, instead of even being able to say, and this is so often we think, well, I haven't experienced that. I don't understand that. And instead of going, hey, I don't get to judge that because I've never had to walk through that then we think just because we haven't ever battled that issue that somehow we get to make a lofty judgment about that. Mm. But that's because I think as human beings, we have this tendency to want to elevate ourselves above others. And that's what Mary Lathrop was addressing in her poem, Judge Softly. For her, it was the Native American Indians during that time that everyone was looking down upon and the white man was somehow greater than the Native American Indians, and she was trying to cause them to switch their perspective. For you, depending on the culture you were raised in, maybe the people that you look down on, if you're honest in your heart, are people from a different race or another religion, or maybe just a different set of beliefs than what you were raised with, a different political party. I mean, who knows? Mm -hmm. But before we can make these blanket statements about types of people or people groups, I encourage you, like, make one of those people your friend. Build a relationship with one of those people. And in that place, you'll find the heart of God for that person. And then I can listen to what you want to say about those types of people, because I know it's coming out of relationship and not just out of some opinion that you've been fed or taught through the years. And it's basically what Jesus did. He didn't judge us from on high, but man... The Lord came and got in the muck and the mire with us, and he encourages us to do the same with one another. Um, Paul is writing in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and we're, we're very familiar with this passage, right? It's one body but many members, and he's trying to encourage us toward unity, that we're all different, but yet we're all part of the same body. But then he ends that passage with something so beautiful, in my opinion, and it's 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 26, and he says, when one of you is honored... 
or rejoices, rejoice with that person. Don't be jealous. This is me adding. Don't be jealous. Don't be envious. Like celebrate with them, rejoice with them as if it was you being honored. But when one of you suffers, then all should suffer with that person. And that is the same, that we, we get into the, the problems, we get into the suffering, we love people through the darkness, we don't just stand in our, our simple, comfortable, lofty position and judge them from on high. That is not empathy. Yeah, we're not called to fix problems, we're called to love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in Philippians 2, 6 through 8, Paul tells us that the ultimate act of empathy is found in the example of Jesus, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. So his ultimate example of empathy really saved relationship with all mankind in the Father. And he brought salvation through his death, which reconciled us to the original place that God created us to be in. So this month, as you're thinking about the subject of empathy, ask the Lord to show you how you can be more empathetic during your day-to-day life, you know, not just on the mission field or when you're focused on ministry, but in the day-to-day, in your business dealings, in your interactions with other people. Ask the Lord to show you how to be the most Christ-like with people, how to build the best relationships, and how to show the world what love really is. So join us in taking this to heart, and we'll talk to you next month. Thanks so much for listening, and be sure to keep an eye out for our next podcast. And stay in touch with us at our website, theignitionpoint.org, or on Twitter, or on Facebook, or on Instagram. See you next time.